Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It's Mick and Christian once again. Got quite a bit to get through, actually, uh, today. We've got, obviously, Villa to look ahead to, which we'll get to at the end. But, of course, there's been a transfer window. Liverpool have signed another player, which is always good. And, yeah, a few other bits that we can we can get through. But before we get stuck into all of it, let's go over to Christian and ask how he's feeling, because I'm not feeling too good, and I'm sure he's, he's enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just went out bowling last night with my missus and uh, for some food, and then went home and went to bed. So I feel fresh, and uh, you know, in comparison with you, I feel probably like a king. I don't know how. How are you? Let's talk about that because you know that's the big question here. Well, let's let's let me just put it like this. I'm so glad we don't do YouTube anymore because I feel like shit. I look <laughs> like shit. You were like, you know, sticking up at the back of your head there, lad. I had to fucking get it down. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I, I mean, I've made myself look a little bit presentable, of course. I'm trying to do like little video clips and that's, stuff. That's how you roll. That's how I roll, lad. That's how I roll. But yeah, I had a, I had a few <laughs> last night watching, watching Luton West Ham, random, random game. But um, oh, what's yeah. the score in the end? I haven't checked. I can't even remember. <laughs> does that does that tell you exactly how much fun I had? Yeah, um, that's that's brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. Anyway, yeah, um, let's let's get stuck into stuff. Let's get stuck into, of course, Ryan Gravenberch because it's funny this one because it's been it's been kind of lingering around for since the start of the summer. I think I think it was when Liverpool started getting linked to midfield as he was always part of like the Turam Kone. Etc. It was like I think it was like th- th- those three and plus a couple of others. They were like the standard ones that you'd always get linked back to. And of course, I've done like a chat with Bolo's ending on him. That feels like years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, but we finally got the man, lad. We finally got him. Um, what were your thoughts then? Initial thoughts as it was obviously going through and whatever else. It's it's nice to get someone like that in twenty one years old with a ceiling, a ridiculous ceiling. How how good he can be. And um, yeah, how excited are you for him to come in? I'm very excited. I, you know, I remember watching him playing for Ajax when he was so, you know, 16, 17 years of age, playing in the Champions League. And, you know, we met him a few times as well. Uh, Liverpool played Ajax. And I thought, always thought, you know, for that age, he's been really, really good. You know, it, it takes a lot to play in a central midfield for any club at that age. And especially even if you're from the Dutch League, you know, playing Ajax or PSV, Feyenoord, you know, those kind of clubs. It means you're in the top teams of the Dutch league and you performing well, you know that there's a you know, it's a big window for bigger clubs to come and, you know, look at them teams and how they play and what players they actually getting through their systems and who's most talented and stuff. And he's always been one of them that, you know, be, you know, been highlighted most uh since he actually broke through very young. Uh, and 
I remember I thought, you know, Liverpool should go for him even when he was in Ajax, like when he was like 18 or whatever. I thought, you know, if you buy him now and develop him, uh, playing in a midfield role for us and, you know, learning from the from the likes of Hendo, Fabinho, um, Vinaldum at the time as well, we would have a great midfielder, you know, playing for us for a long time. Uh, obviously, he ended up at Bayern Munich, didn't go, um, you know, as planned for him there, um, probably because of, different things you know there's really good central midfielders in that team as well that's been there for a longer time they are very respected you don't just move them away when you know what kind of quality they have so I think how it's you know been going on since he actually came there and people talk about you know why he hasn't played and all that kind of stuff I'm just very excited that Klopp got a player that he's been looking at for a long time and actually got him for a very cheap price in terms of you know how the market looked like and also that we have a player in midfield that can play in different positions and is, you know, can be developed uh, a lot. He's already good, but I think he's got a high ceiling, like you said. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what Klopp can do with him because sometimes you just need the right environment. You need a manager to be trusted and all that. So, you know, I, I think with, with him adding to the chances they've already done, it's brilliant in terms of midfield transfers, obviously. Yeah, I think that's a kind of a point that people have been making online is you can't get it you can't get a game of buying, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like, well, <clears throat> there's no you can't deny there's quality there. We need to extract that quality. And you wouldn't have any other manager do it in the best possible way than Jürgen Klopp. And he's we know he's a he's a master of at squeezing every bit of potential out of a player, obviously minus injuries and whatever else. Generally, players thrive under him, and we, we players become really good after they sign for for Liverpool, and then the the opposite, they go they go off the edge of a cliff when they leave Liverpool. So it's like it, the Klopp's obviously doing something right, and he, he's getting these players in who are very very talented. And <clears throat> like you said, twenty one to turn twenty one in May, he's six three, so he adds a bit of height in there as well. I put something online like just um, on Twitter about like getting more players, and you've got a bit more height than like. Zabba's like 6-1, now we've got Gravenberg and they're 6-3. Uh, uh, I know you replied saying they're all small in comparison to me, which is which is, which is, tr- which is true, but um, <laughs> it's it's one of them, like we've, I mean, Endo's, what was he, 5-8, five, five, is he 5-9? I mean, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter how tall you are, I guess, if you're if you with the fight, fight and hunger in the belly, but it doesn't harm having players like that, like, Winning headers, off goal kicks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just being because <clears throat> what I remember of him, I've seen obviously seen bits of him playing for Bayern and, and, and quite a bit for Ajax. But in the game specifically against us, I remember it quite vividly. Like thinking, this kid is so good. He's so good. I remember thinking, you can't get the ball off him. He's too tall. He's too strong. If you, you get close to him, you'll nick it round you. And I just, I'm, I was just thinking, trying to play against that is so difficult to. Try and knock him over, you can't, he's too strong, he's too quick, he's got close control, he can burst away from you, he's got a pa- eye for a pass, like Klopp said. And one of the things that I mentioned, I want to mention is Klopp says, like, in his um, his reaction to the sound, like, Ryan knows he has to improve, um, which I, I quite like that, because they obviously, they've obviously had, like, a really honest conversation where, like, it's not really worth out for you to buy in. We would have we wanted, we wanted to sign you before you went there, We've got you now thirty-four million as well. I think that for a, for a twenty-one-year-old who who's got, like we said, the potential exceptionally high. Thirty-four million in this current market is a ridiculous, ridiculously good fee. And it's one of them that hopefully, like we've done with everyone else, we've signed, we we look back next year and go, "Oh my god, thirty-four million! We got this kid for." I can't believe yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, the, you know everything you say there is true, and 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 what I like, and I always like that about Klopp. You know, he's been honest, but it's also been. Yeah, you know, giving giving players, you know, a, a, um, a feel and a way of, well, feeling important for him. You know, that's the thing. Like, he can be honest and say, like he said there, Ryan needs to improve. He knows that, you know, he's been talking to him about it. Um, but I am sure Klopp has also said to him, you know, what he uh, expects from him, what he can do with him, what he can develop and how he can help him to become the player that is, you know, he can be with all his attributes. So that's why I've, you know, always been very happy when you read things like, you know, uh, that uh, 
you know, that you see uh, online that Ryan Gravenberg, you know, sold on the idea of playing for Liverpool after the, you know, conversation with Klopp. And that's the thing with Klopp. Like, he 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 makes them, you know, being bigger and taller than they are because they used to feel important under him. So, I, I, you know, we can't, we can't ask for a better manager in terms of that when it comes to Klopp. And at the same time, like you said, if we look back in a couple of seasons' time, looking at this signing, looking at the transfer fee and be like, oh my God, we got like this world for nothing really in terms of what the market looked like. And, you know, I'm just very happy uh, that we got, because that's the thing as well. Some people have been online, you know, saying, you know, oh, but he's he's a number eight or he can't do this. So, you know, he's a little bit lazy. He's done, you know, thing is Klopp knows everything about him because he's been following for a long time. If he wants him in, there's obviously something there that he wants to, you know, work with, develop. And at the same time, I, what I've seen from him, Yes, he can play play the number eight. You know, he's a really good, you know, when it comes to box to box, he's good with shooting, passing, you know, his uh, height, like you said as well. He's, he's a multi-talented, multi-functional midfielder. But I think that he can play in a, a number six kind of role as well, depending on the system we play as well. I think it would, would be brilliant, you know, playing alongside Trent when, when it comes to, you know, if we use them as, you know, more city midfielders and we got McAllister and, and uh, Thomas Lai just ahead of them. Or, you know, if he want to play, some in another system and he wants to use Ryan Gravenberg further up the pitch that works as well you know sometimes we just need to stop moaning about what oh he can't play this he can't do that just be fucking happy that we got a great talented footballer in that can play in so many positions for us and Klopp knows what to do with him and you know instead of now when we know that Thiago got a setback as well you know it's sad because we know that what a brilliant player he is but it's probably his last season we we might not see him as much because you know he's getting old he's getting he's always injured and all that but now we've got another midfielder in that we can actually use when we when i rotate but it, in terms of quality we have something to work with so i'm very excited as you can hear <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know if i mean of course we'll never know but like tiago getting that little setback is very annoying because i mean you know how much i love tiago he's yeah, yeah, he might be my favorite player just because I'm how much I love watching him, but he's always injured. So maybe that little setback of as like, not I mean, I think I probably think we were, would have signed him anyway, but maybe gave Klopp a little bit more of a push. Like we can't rely on Thiago this season; we need to get someone else in. Ryan Gravenberg just top the list, bang, go and get him, and to get him for thirty-four million is like we've just said, ridiculous. It really is. I can't. I honestly can't wait to to see him to see him play for us. I mean. McAllister and Zobosla have already been amazing for us in, in the new system and they've worked the socks off in the last two games with the red cards and whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see how Gravenberch is going to fit in there. And yeah, just from like I said, the bits that I've seen, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna I just feel like he's gonna fit in easily. Because he's the thing that like you said, like he's not people saying he's not a six, whatever. He's a he's a great player. So Great players can play different positions. That's that's the point. Uh, yeah. When I done that chat with Evan about like the stats and whatever, like the stats from like um, his, his last season at Ajax were just ridiculous, ridiculously good. So he's got the yeah. quality. He just needs he just needs molding, and that's that. Klopp Klopp wants a player who's great. We can mold, and that that is Graven Birch, isn't it? So. Yeah, and you look at you know Gini Aldum, He was an off- offensive central midfielder, or you know, f- you know, playing as a ten or even wide when he was at Newcastle. He came to Liverpool, became a box to box player, you know, and was brilliant at that. And you know, with Firmino, Klopp turned him into a false number nine. He was more of a striker before that. We even played on the on the uh, on on the wing as well. You know, even if that wasn't his position, you know, Brendan used him there. You know, when he first came and all that kind of stuff. But you know, Klopp turned him into one of the best players that we have seen in the modern era. You know, in terms of what you do for a team and you know scoring being creative and all that so Klopp can find players that he sees attributes in and be like well he's got he's he's more of a this player but we can you know develop it into playing all these positions making him good here they just obviously need to learn on the training pitch it's, it's like any other job if you need to just shift into something else you need to learn your trade and obviously they're footballers they know already but some players like you said if you're a brilliant player with loads of talent and young you can be you know, switched into another position. We we see Trent as well. Obviously, it's f- funny that you know he played a central midfield since he was young, a young kid coming into the uh, Liverpool academy. You know, being a central midfielder and all that kind of stuff. Then obviously, the only way into the team was at right back. And even though we can have our opinions on his work as a right back, and you know, if he suits as a right back, sometimes he still was the best right back in the world for a couple of seasons, and he's still on a very high level when it comes to playing that role. So. If you're a brilliant footballer, you can play in different positions. 
easy as that, lad. Hopefully, hopefully he comes straight in and absolutely smashes it. I've got, I've got no doubts that he will. Um, yeah, before we, let's 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 chat about the transfer window in general, and before we get on to, of course, Europa League draws and whatever else. Like, I'm just I'm just having a quick look because I didn't kind of see most of these last night. Like, Spurs have signed Brennan Johnson for forty five million. Um, yeah, bit of a mad one, Arigi. It's a weird one. I saw it this morning. I was like, "Whoa!" But you know, I don't uh, say you know he's talented. He's he's good, but forty five million pounds. I don't. I haven't. It. I haven't seen that. You know, seal. He's a good him, player. But yeah, he's a yeah. good player, but not that level that <laughs> I've you know been very excited about. But you know, it, I might be wrong in the long term. We we'll see. Did did the Rigi's um, did the Rigi get over the line for uh, Forest? They did, didn't they? I think it's a loan deal until which got like a buy option in June next summer. So you know, oh, I, I, lo- I, I love I can't, that. I, can't, oh, sorry, I love yeah. that tweet you put up. Um, I think you put it in Swedish, but it was like uh, I can't wait for Rigi to sign for Forest and score the winner to, to relegate Everton. That, that had me. I was laughing my ass off that because I was like, "That is imagine that like that would just yeah. be unbelievable." But yeah, yeah, it's nice to see Divock back in the league anyway. Because yeah, I always felt like he probably didn't want to move from Liverpool directly to a Premier League club. He probably wanted to do it like the way he's done it, like move away then come back a bit later. But yeah, hopefully you can smash it for them because it's, it's, he's a... it's also it's also hard to turn down maybe AZ Milan when they come in and you say you wanted to play for us. You know, even though he might not be the first option, it's it's a big club in Italy. You know, you can't just say, oh no, nah, I'm I'm waiting for something else. So I I understand his move there, but you know, I'm if it, it hasn't worked out for him there, but he's back in the Premier League. I just I just think it will be nice to see him again because for us, you know, we will always be our David Garigi. So you know, it's it's good to see him back as long as he doesn't score against us, obviously. <laughs> If, if he scores, I'm, people will still probably sure. be. If, we, if we're winning three one and he scored the you yeah, know, think, goal, yeah. we will still be celebrating. It. I think if it's if it's a consolation, <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, get him, that's well in. Um, just a quick few others before we get into Europa League draw. Um, Chelsea have signed Palmer from City for forty two million. City have signed <clears throat> uh, Matthias Nunes from Wolves. We know how good he is. Of course, we've been linked with him for ages, and he's. He's very good, annoyingly. It's a great, it's a great signing for them, £53 million. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's still, of course, the Saudi interest in Mo Salah, £150 million. Of course, their mm. window doesn't close for another week, unfortunately, which is ridiculous. Klopp said it multiple times. Like, that needs to change. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's quite a few, but, I mean, obviously the main one we talked about was Gravenberch, and there's, there's a few others that I mean, weird. And I mean, random one. Andy Carroll signed for Amiens on a free transfer in the second tier of the French league, which is still playing the legend. Still playing. <laughs> still, still living off that uh, Everton header. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Like, let's get into let's get into Europa League stuff then, because I mean, it's not what Liverpool wanted at all, being in the Europa League and whatever. But um, yeah. What what are you what are your thoughts on? On the um, the draw. Uh, well, I watched it actually, and I thought, you know, just for interest, because obviously there's a Swedish team in there, Hecken from Gothenburg. So I was thinking, yeah. you know, if we get them, it's a nice little trip down to Gothenburg just to, you know, see family and friends, and probably, you know, invade the whole um, city and make it red. Because obviously, you know, there's so many Liverpool supporters in Sweden and in Scandinavia in general. So there was someone tweeting to me saying which was very funny, uh, saying that, you know, it will be one of them away games where there will be more away fans in the whole city than it's actually home fans because there's, you know, few uh, teams in Gothenburg and IFK Gothenburg is the biggest one. Uh, you know, there's a few others where, you know, people support different teams there. But, you know, it, if Liverpool came there, it would be, you know, more away supporters, you know, obviously Swedish supporters coming there as, uh, as well as, you know, uh, locals flying over from Liverpool. So that would have been great. So that's what I watched it, but it, it didn't happen. But in terms of what we got, you know, I thought it was quite, you know, it might be silly to say, but it's quite a boring draw. But in terms of going through from the group, it's a great draw, you know, so without yeah. being disrespectful. So um, still looking forward to it, but, you know, I, I would have liked a few other teams maybe just for their excitement. But, you know, uh, I, I love the, uh, the the Battle of the Brothers, of the McAllister Brothers. Obviously. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's that's yeah. a, it's a good thing. Uh, that's, but... a great, that's a great story. That's so, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the draw yet, Liverpool have got Lask, um, Toulouse and Royal Union St. Gilloise. I think I'm saying that, probably saying that wrong. But like you just said there, Christian, 
Kevin McAllister, and no, it's not the one from Home Alone. Uh, it's <laughs> Alexis's brother. Plays has only just moved to Royal Union, so I don't know if you, if anyone's seen the clip online where they're, they're on the plane and it gets announced that they're playing Liverpool, and um, yeah, they're all cheering, and then it cuts to Kevin, and he's like, "Yeah, see you soon, bro." And it's just like it's really like people are like replying to our tweets saying that's what football is about, and it is like that, like to be excited about coming to Liverpool, like we're obviously favourites to win it, and we're a massive club, but. Yeah. I mean, you don't forget that, but I think when you drop down from Champions League to Europa League, you forget these clubs that are in it are dying to be facing Liverpool. They're dying to come to Anfield, and it's it's nice to. I mean, the the link between the two brothers that's just I mean that's just fate, isn't it? And it's not it'll be it'll be weird for them to play against each other, but it'll be a a great day. But I, I'm quite happy with the, I'm quite happy with the draw because I mean there was a couple of other teams in there that I guess would have been nicer to to come up against. Um, but I mean, to lose, we've only ever faced them twice. Uh, yeah. I remember Andre Voron and Belter in one of them games. Uh, we beat them for was it four 0 at Anfield back in two thousand and seven. So it's been like sixteen years since we last played them at Anfield. So to bring them back. And I and I recently went to Toulouse on Mialis. It's a lovely part of the world. So nice yeah, to yeah. invite invite them over to the to Anfield, isn't it? Yeah, I I only kind of know Toulouse because I think. Uh, former Swedish international and uh, Bolton player John Elmander play there. Maybe had have so, a few other Swedish players play yeah. there. But, but I remember, I think he did some, uh, uh, I don't know, a year or two or a time there. I can't remember. But you, just, just just randomly, do you remember that goal by him? Elmander for Bolton. Oh, yeah. It's that is, that is, that's, one of the it's best one goals. of the best. And yeah, I yeah. remember seeing that. And, I, and I, I, I seen it again the other day. It came up. I was watching like Sky Sports and it was like, um, like best goals or whatever, and it was like all random goals. And that Elman, the one came up, and I was like, Oh my god, what a goal that was! Unbelievable, yeah. So, no, that's fine. We had the generation <laughs> of players that is in that age that was brilliant when they were like under 21 players, you know, for, for Sweden and you know, in the teams that played because they were really talented when they came through. But many of them probably didn't, you know, reach the the highs that they were, uh, you know, said to reach. But, uh, yeah, that was a great goal. But that's what I know about Toulouse, really. Uh, but, you know, looking at the teams, you could not, you know, underestimate anyone because, obviously, they will be coming to Anfield and or playing at home against Liverpool and fighting for their lives. It's, a, you know, a big moment for many players. Maybe, you know, the biggest game they will ever play. And also, it's a way of, you know, showing the world and all the clubs, you know, if there's a young, talented, really good player, you know, it could be a ticket to another club, you know, if you have a great performance against Liverpool or other teams in, you know, in competitions, it's a way of showing yourself and proving yourself and others could be like, oh, look at him, he's really good, uh, you know, you never know, it's like a little window to, you know, show your abilities and skills. So, you yeah. know, playing at Downfield or playing at Liverpool in general, I understand why they're happy. If it was me, I would be fucking bouncing as well. <laughs> yeah, um, we've got. It's been announced this morning. The first game is against Lask on the twenty first of September, so the Thursday before the West Ham game on the Sunday. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. None of us obviously want to be in the Europa League, but I think once it gets started and whatever, and hopefully we start winning quite convincingly, we we, we can go on away and, and win that because. That's one of them. Like most, of the, when we say like the players that we've had recently, they've won the lot. They haven't won the Europa League, so that's that. That is a thing that we can go well. We haven't won that one yet, so let's go. Let's go and add it to the list because yeah. hopefully we'll be back in the Champions League from this season onwards. So we won't have another. Hopefully, we won't have another chance to do it. So we need to go and do it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, you know, I think if we're in it, uh, even if it will be one of them competitions where we might, you know, rotate a bit depending on group uh, where we are, results, you know, former results and all that kind of stuff. We got, you know, a squad that can be rotated, you know, with loads of talented players who can play who are still very good. So, but when we're in it, just go for it because I think, you know, we are one of the big favorites actually going in it in terms of what we got, you know, the quality that we got in the squad, you know, without any being disrespectful to any other clubs. There's a few others in there that are really, really good. But I think, you know, Liverpool is probably at the top being favorites to win it, I, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <clears throat> um, excuse me, I'm coughing loads. Probably not. Doesn't sound great, but uh, apologies. But I'm, I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling better now that we're talking about the Reds. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about Villa then. We might as well. We might as well get straight stuck into it. Um, Sunday, Sunday at two. Random, random time. Uh, not even on telly because they've put Palace on telly. I don't know how that that's happened, but when, yeah, we're not on telly. But um, going into that one, then what what are your thoughts on like? 
um, team news then because each well, of course we talked about Darwin Nunes and his amazing sub appearance and mm-hmm. whatever. I'm hoping that Klopp does throw him straight in. On to be honest, just to go right, you've 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 done this off the bench. Gakpo's a better fit for what we want to do, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Long term against I guess against good teams as well, like Villa are very good. But I think it might be like a, a, just a vote of confidence. Maybe I don't know. Do you drop Gakpo back into midfield and keep him in the team? I don't know. There's there's, there's quite a few questions of it. Of course, Darwin Nunes getting two goals the way he did raises more questions about mm-hmm. maybe trying to then fit Gakpo in, or you, but then it's like you've got to maybe then sacrifice a. Sobersly or McAllister. So nah. I mean it's it's it's, op- it's options. It's good options, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard one to call, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like luxury problems, you know. But uh I, I don't know. I in my opinion, you know, I want Dominunis to play because I love him, as you know, but I also think he deserves it, you know, from the from the impact that he had against Newcastle and with the goals, you know, the goals are brilliant goals. I watched it back again, you know, not like yesterday or the day before that, and just watched him and just thinking, you know, the way he runs and you know um he's he gets his body you know settled right and the finish is you know both finishes are great it's a you know perfect goal scorer finish it's something you, you always want your uh, striker to have uh, in you know in you because that's the way you score goals and you're being brilliant at it so i want him to play but i can totally understand if like Klopp said in a interview as well you know that everyone has to you know be prepared not to play all the time because we're setting a new system. We we're getting the rhythm going and all that. So I can still see that he would start with Gakpo up front because of even if we play at home, you know we talked about this as well. You know Villa will probably sit a little bit more tight, sit a little bit more defensively. Um, it might not be too many spaces for uh, Darwin to run into like against Newcastle because they were obviously going forward to close the game you know to get a second goal and then we actually you know punished them that way because it was loads of space in, in, in behind so I could see that he still goes with Gakpo can drop deep with Diaz and um, um, Salah on the wide you know coming in a little bit more central because I wouldn't I wouldn't drop McAllister or Zobosly because I think you know the work rate and the physicality and quality and creativity they bring into the team you, you can't take that away especially at home so I want Nunes to play but something in me say that Gakpo still might play you know to be to be uh, starting for us and that Nunes might come in from the bench yeah I think it's I mean of course Darwin Nunes will be like in his in his head now he'll be like right I've just came off the bench score too I've got to start the next game I guess a part of him will be thinking yeah, that, yeah. and then I guess part will it's be thinking fair enough fair enough yeah but like like Klopp said um, I don't know if it was yesterday or whatever, but he said like he loves, like he was mentioning like losing, of course, Henderson, Fabinho, and and whatever. And we've Milner, we've lost like a load of players with experience, and now we've got a younger team, but we've got like a new midfield, we've got a new, I guess, a new front three with Diaz, of course, not as new, but Gakpo's in there, and it's it is a new team. But he said like he, he really loves what we've got at the minute, like the very passionate, they've got desire, they've got hunger to, to be better. And I think we've seen that in the games we played so far. Of course, the Newcastle game was ridiculous how out finished. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean I'd I'd go far as say it's one of my favourite ever games, to be honest, in the, in the <laughs> way that in the way that we did it with ten men backs against the wall when odds against you. That's the I mean, Liverpool do often do it that way, but it never it never prepares you for when it actually happens. It's always still really exciting. So Klopp's always saying the We've got a lot of good, th- a lot of good things to say about this side. So, yeah, I agree. Like McAllister and Zobrowski are too, too good to um, to take out. Uh, I mean, I could talk another hour just on Zobrowski alone on, on the two games he's played. The last two games he's been, yeah, he's been out of this world. He's been out of yeah, this world, him. hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course. Then in terms of what we know is going to happen, obviously Van Dijk isn't playing. <clears throat> Clock confirmed. Canate is also not going to be playing. So, yeah, it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be Matip and Gomez, like a bit of a throwback. Um, I'm not completely keen on those two together, but we saw Gomez come off the bench, and we mentioned that on the last show about how well he did when he came off, and he showed a bit of the old Joe Gomez and then a bit of a cool head and showing power and pace and um, energy and just everything you want from Joe Gomez and. 
I just feel like when Matip and Gomez are played, it's like there's no real leader there. That's the only thing that concerns me. That's the only thing that concerns me, especially when you're coming up against Villa, who have got um, yeah, Bailey and um, Diaby, and of course Ollie Watkins turns into Pele every time he plays against us. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, they've got good players, but I mean, yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for them. But the thing that we need to, of course, be in our home. Um, the game after Newcastle, so it's, uh, tails are going to be up, the crowd are going to be up for it, players are going to be up for it after a massive win. So the thing is, Klopp always mentioned it, keep control of the ball. Just make sure we keep control of that ball, don't let them have it, and just limit their chances as much as we can. Of course, they're going to, if they, if they can win it in midfield, a ball over the top, that's going to be the, their out ball because the RB's quick. And we know yeah. Watkins is quick and powerful. So it's going to be, hopefully we can limit their chances, but I feel like they will get We'll get one or two because that's just the way Liverpool play. Yeah, you know, the thing is, obviously, it's not ideal with uh, Kanate out injured and Van Dijk, we know, is suspended. So it's just the way it is. You know, we have to live with that. Like, like Klopp usually says, you know, this, you can't do anything about it now. So I just I just want, you know, everyone just, you know, back Gomez and Matip. We know they are still, you know, good players. So I think that we do a great job for us in terms of, you know, they know what they're there to do. And, you know, Gomez got the pace in him. And, you know, I know it's not the same quality, but it's not, it's still not really, really bad. It could have been so much worse. But, you know, so I think that's also why we can't drop any of McAllister's or Bosley midfield because you need that work rate and defensively minded helpful players that can actually come back, you know, when we need to defend. And that's also why I think, you know, a player like Endo will also start because you need that defensive mindset and um, someone who can, like we talked about last time, break up play. Uh, it's a little bit early for Gravenberg, but you never know. I don't know if he's, you know, registered in time to even play or, you know, if he would come in this early, if we would need to. It might be a little bit of a, I wouldn't say risk, but a little bit not fair on him just to throw him in if there's any, you know, troubles in a game. It's another thing if we lead 3-0 and just make his debut and stuff. But, you know, I think with the defensive central area being it, like it is, I think that midfield that we saw against Newcastle and we've seen with Endo, McAllister, obviously, I think that's just need to be to help to defend as well. I think we'd be all right with that, no problems, but obviously it's not Van Dijk and Konate, but you know, I, st- I still trust them to do their job and know what to do. Yeah, in a way, I'm glad <clears throat> that we're at home because I think away, yeah. I, mean, I worry, away games are obviously more difficult, but being at home after Newcastle game, yeah, like I said, Gomez came under well. Matip is a, is a very good player. Um, maybe not at, at his best at it when he was, but there's there's quality there still. But and being at home helps because there's there's the atmosphere. There's players coming off the back of the last game. There's a bit of we've got a bit of form going. Seven points out of seven points from nine. So <clears throat> there's plenty of good things. You just need to yeah, I think start the game. Well, no mistakes, no Bournemouth shit. Don't start playing about with it and fucking up. I mean, even the Newcastle goal was a fuck up. So we need to, yeah. Trent has not has not been um, starting games well. I guess um, I think he's done all okay towards the end of the, the Newcastle game. But yeah. it's just about just having a cool head and be like try and get a try and get a goal at least early doors. I think that I always say that like if Liverpool get a goal early generally okay because we can then go on and build from it but we're very much a momentum yeah. team if if stuff starts going wrong um defensive wise then yeah. <clears throat> liverpool do have a tendency to panic a little bit and, and it's more more of that stuff happens again especially when you haven't got van dyke and um Kanata in there yeah i think i think with trent you know he needs to step up a bit when it comes to being turned on from the start and not be you know naive yeah. in that sense because you need you will be punished straight away. Like you know, he he didn't start you know good against Bournemouth. With what happened there, you know, the mistake against Newcastle shows that you know you need to be you know hundred percent turned on from this you know the whistle blows because it it can happen. And I th- I think you know without you know I love Van Dijk, I love Trent, you know, but I think with Gomez and Matty, we will have more direct players actually not fucking around. You know, uh, Van Dijk and Trent obviously Trent will play, but Van Dijk is one of them who's very very confident in his own abilities and. You know, rightly so, um, but also sometimes it's a bit of it's a little bit dangerous because sometimes you, it might be that you think you're 
more ahead or got more time, you know, with the ball or whatever. So you put, you know, yourself or someone else in in a in a difficult situation. So with Gomez and Matip, I don't say because we're playing at home, it's a probably a different situation anyway. But I think, you know, sometimes when we're a little bit, you know, like we're sitting in front of TV watching it or, you know, people in the ground watching it. No, don't miss about if there's any troubles just get the ball out of there you just play it long or whatever it's better to get it out and work from there instead of trying to do something that might not be the best option at that moment especially when you had had starts like Trent or even you know Van Dijk even if that ball will pass from Van Dijk to Trent when he fucked up a bit, uh, against um, Bournemouth was it um you know, it's it's just one of them where okay, it didn't work, it didn't start well for us. Just don't do it. Just, you know, first couple of minutes, just get the ball out of that uh, area and go from there instead. If you feel a bit insecure, and then you work yourself into it instead. Yeah, hopefully Liverpool do start the game one hundred percent switched on because yeah, we can't be. I mean, it's all well and good doing it against a Bournemouth like we did, but we we got back in the game. But if you do it against Villa. I mean, we're at home, which helps, like I said, but Villa are very good. And uh, Emery is a very good manager, a very good manager. He always yeah. seems to have a plan against Liverpool and it, to obviously stifle us and close us down and attack our weak points and whatever. So I expect Villa to play well, but we need to, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can start the game well and get an early goal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting about Graham Birch, because well, if, if he's registered in time, hopefully he is, like, it would be nice for him to make his debut um, at Anfield and whatever, like maybe last five, ten minutes or whatever, just to get a little yeah. run out. So hopefully that happens. Um, and yeah, oh. let's, let's go. Hold on, sorry. Yeah, so I, ju- I just want to ask you, and we don't have to, you know, talk about it loads, but w- what is your rating of our transfer window? Because we we jumped from obviously the transfers to Europa League, but I just want to hear what you think about now when we got Ryan Gravenberg in and you add the other transfers that we've done in terms of the rebuild of the midfield, obviously. But what is your feeling of the whole transfer window now when it's closed and it's done? Yeah, I think I think it's I think if you would have offered me what we've done, I mean, if you would have offered Henderson's going to leave, Fabinho's going to leave. Milner's going to leave. All of them players are going to leave. Um, I wouldn't have believed you, to be honest. It would have been hard to believe if you would have <laughs> yeah. told me a year ago. I would have been like, what, the captain and vice-captain are going? And Fabinho's going? Are you on that? But considering what we've done, I would have I would have liked, as people online have I've been saying, like a, a defender, like a left-sided centre-back would have been, that would have been like 10 out of 10 if we would have got another defender in. Yeah. But for the, for the like you said, Milner out, Henderson, Fabinho, Cater, um, Oxley Chamberlain, and all that, and to get to get Endo, Sobislan, McAllister, and Gravenberch, and a nice blend of, of course, <clears throat> mostly mostly young. I think Sobislan is twenty two, I think, or twenty one, and McAllister twenty four. Endo, of course, is a bit older than Gravenberch, twenty one. There's a nice blend of of players there that. We've needed for a while, I guess. I think it's we've mentioned this before, and it's not no secret that Liverpool have needed reinforcements in midfield for a long time. Players leaving, I've kind of, I guess, catapulted that a bit further along, and Liverpool about to react to it. So I think we've, I think we've done really well. I think I'd give it, I'd give it like an eight to be honest, because I think, like I said, the blend of players we've got very good. I think if it would have been a defender on top, I think that's a, that's an easy ten. But for Replacing them players with the players that we've we have and we all we already know how good McAllister and Zobisly are because we've seen how good they are in the games we played and it's nice to see that and though we haven't seen much of yet because Liverpool have been getting red cards for fun uh, <laughs> and then Gavin Birch of course new signing so yeah I'm really 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 happy with it I think if you I, I tweeted this like if you would have told me that like a year ago you're gonna I, I would have been believing I would have been like what are you on about like with Henderson not leaving but like to replace them with the players we have I think it's yeah. We've done very, very well, especially for the fees as well. The fees are ridiculous. Yeah. I think that was, you know, from my end, it's also an eight out of ten because I think what you said there, that the business we have done in terms of what we pay, <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, we can moan about, you know, what, you know, transfer fees and you know what the market looks like and stuff, and you know, you just get the money out and pay this or that. But when you look of, you know, the talented players in the age that we talk about as well, you know, for them, that, that amount of money altogether. It's fucking great business. I love that Liverpool does this great business. And like you said, McAllister, we knew from, you know, playing in Brighton that we got, you know, a World Cup winner as well. Someone who plays for Argentina win the World Cup. But, you know, we also seen him playing really, really well for Brighton in the Premier League. We knew that we got a good player there. And to actually see Soboslar, what he brings, and then 
obviously Endo coming in with more of a you know a big work rate uh, big willingness to show you know improve himself and a little bit more experience in terms of age not maybe on the highest highest levels you know playing football but still you know got that kinds of um way of playing and then to add with Ryan Gravenberg in the last minute kind of you know I, I think it's an eight out of ten for me because like you said, we got the, the players out, but we got so many players in in terms of you know younger players, obviously with loads of high ceilings to develop, but also loads of more creativity in there in terms of what we've seen immediately before. Not taking anything away from Hendo or whatever, but you know they the good passing of the ball. But in terms of beating a man, creativity, you know, linking up play, I think McAllister, Soboslai, Ryan Gravenberch will be something different to this Liverpool team, and I think you know we. It will be really exciting for this season and, and seasons to come playing with them. I think it will be world class midfield in my in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think teams coming to play Liverpool will be worried about about those players. Like they'll be worried about McAllister. You need to you need to shut him down. You need to stifle Sobislai. You need to get in Graven Birch's face. Um, you need to. I mean, the more threat you've got. I mean, the easier it is for us because it's it's difficult. It'll be difficult to stop Liverpool, which is which it's just very exciting to think about. Yeah, um, yeah eight out of ten, easy. I think. Yeah, hopefully, Graham Birch. I mean, if Graham Birch comes in and is amazing straight away, you could probably throw that straight up to a nine. It yeah. Depends on how how he does straight away. Um, but yeah, maybe a state, central defender in January. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if <laughs> if they want if. John Henry fancies putting his arm back in his pocket again for another for an, <laughs> another defender. But I mean, I'm I'm excited for Kwanzaa. I mean, it's pro- probably boring shout, but like Liverpool is about like bringing youth through, and I'm I'm interested to see he came off the bench against Newcastle. I'm interested to see how he does. So I'm not expecting anything from him. I'm just I've got low expectations. But if he comes in and does really well, then fair enough. He's, he's got he's got the quality, and especially with like Phillips going on loan to. Celtic, he is like in an emergency. He's going to be the fella coming in, and there's a lot of pressure on him. I guess, and we know how talented he is. But I'm just like, I'm not going to think about it if he comes in and does well. Sound, but I think he's he's confident exactly. enough in his own abilities. I think that's that's one of the things. So yeah, hopefully, he can come that, in. That's the right mindset. I agree with you there. Yeah, and that's, that's all you can do. There's no point being like, oh, Quans is your fifth choice and whatever. Like, well. Yeah, sounds like you, you want the youngsters coming through. That's that's part of like it's part of Liverpool's what Liverpool do. Like Liverpool always want to Klopp always mentioned pathways and whatever, don't block pathways. So yeah. maybe that was why he didn't. And I'm sure people won't be happy with that. And I mean I would have liked another player, but Gonzer is a decent player, hopefully. I mean, ideally we want Kanata and Van Dyke every game, of course we exactly. do. But the Europa League, domestic cups and whatever, hopefully if he gets a chance and shows how good he is, then maybe people will be able to like yeah, we're safe. We're safe with him. Um, yep. Before we before we depart, I was mentioning like score predictions, and we have got a score prediction league, which I'm doing very badly in uh, in the WhatsApp group. Um, and if you, I always say, if you want to join the WhatsApp group, you just have to let us know. Just find us on Twitter or X or Instagram at Copy Podcast. Just send us a DM or find me and Christian. Just say, can I be added to the WhatsApp group and we'll add you in. Because it's quite fun in there, um, and then yeah, we have the WhatsApp group, which is Paul. Paul is in charge of. I think I'm on. I think I'm on two points. I think you're on. What are you on four? I can't remember, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think actually, I think I'm on five. Actually, uh, I don't know. I think I'm on. I think I'm on two. Um, I think Doug is still leading the way with. So basically, if you get a perfect score, you get three points. So if you if we say two one, Liverpool win two one, you get three points for that. If you say Liverpool are going to win three one, and you win two one. You still get one point because you get you got you guessed a win. You just didn't get the right score. Um, but yeah, last game I think I went for three one. We won two one. You went for two one, so you got a perfect score. So you're, I think you're definitely on four or five points. Yeah, so I always trust Darwin Nunez to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did say that when you were predicting. You were like, "We're going to get have another red card." Darwin is going to come off the bench last ten minutes, score two. And I was like, "Fucking hell, lads, give us the lottery numbers there." Yeah. Um, what what, oh. are you, what are you thinking for this one? 
Um, I've already said, I think, in the group, I always forget, but I think I've said 3 1. So I'm going to go 3 1. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I was I'm, just testing you. I was testing. I was like, is he <laughs> is he going to say? You I, checked bastard. This, I checked this morning. I was like, right, clock that 3 1. Is he going to say that same? So fair play to you, did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I got the feeling that, you know, um, after Newcastle game, everyone is, you know, we've got this, you know, self confidence boost and we know what we are capable of. You know, it gives everyone this, like, you know, come on, we can do this and play uh, the second home game on the season because against Bournemouth it you know it was a little bit you know ruined for us with the red card it was obviously incorrect as well it took away a little bit of a momentum and feeling of the whole game even if we went to win it so this is like the second chance if you like to play at home against a good team uh, as Villa uh, but you know to come also from the transfer window now, which is closed, you know, with this signing in our back as well, with Ryan Gravenberch and, you know, the, the McAllisters obviously I still want to prove themselves and show themselves at Anfield. I just got this feeling that it's a great team spirit at the moment, especially coming from that Newcastle game. And I think, you know, we, we got the power, energy and talented players and everything to go and win this game. And I, I, I still, you know, can see us concede a goal because Villa is good. But I think at the same time, it's, we, we're actually finding our ways now with the system and how we want to play with those new players and with those talented front trees, you know, with even if it's Gakpo, Jota, Darwin, Salah, Diaz, you know, it's a threat all the time, especially with creativity. So I'm very excited for the game as always because the new lads, I just love to watch them play and I, I just feel that we will score goals So and it will be at home, so 3-1. Yeah, I've gone for... So we've, we've swapped basically. So I went 3-1, we won 2-1. You said 2-1, yeah. that right. Now you're going 3-1 and I'm going 2-1. So, no so you doubt. should go 3-1 then to get points. I should go 3-1, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to I'm gonna stick to 2-1. No doubt come uh, Sunday at like 6 o'clock-ish, I'll be like, for fuck's sake, why didn't they change it? Um, but yeah, like you said, it's exciting to think about. Yeah, because the, the, yeah, like you rightly said, the Bournemouth game was a little was ruined by the red card, which was rescinded, so... And I keep thinking about like Newcastle played Villa first game. I know first game of the season's like always a tricky one anyway, but yeah. Newcastle Newcastle beat them five one. I think if you if you get Villa and you hit them in the right way, you can you can score quite a few goals. I think and if you if you get a bit of momentum, and I said we're a very much a momentum team, if we can get a goal early, follow it up with a quick another quick one, I feel like yeah. we can. Maybe that's just me being very positive, like I always am. I feel like <laughs> you can get goals. Especially with the quality we've got in there, Nunes, yeah, yeah. like you said, there's, yeah. there's, pl- there's plenty, plenty of opportunities, isn't there? Yeah, but that's what I like. You know, I, I will always love Henderson, Fabinho, Vinaldum, and those players for what you know what they did in terms of being, you know, Hendo being the captain, Fabinho being the defensive player that we needed for so long to go and win everything, Vinaldum for do the work that he did, you know, Oxley coming in when he came. You know, you will always remember them in this legendary team as, you know, we won everything and being a solid midfield for us, you know, doing the work and all that kind of stuff. But this midfield now excites me more in terms of quality from like a player point of view. They got more in the locker, like creativity and, you know, they can turn a player. They got this more, you know, um, short passes, long passes. It's it's more, it's more of a, you know, my type of football style from midfield now than it was before, even though I would not, like I said, take anything away from that midfield that, that was a part of for us winning everything. I just think we changed it a bit now and I'm, I'm more excited because it's more football for me, if you like, from the midfield and the plays that we got. I, that's what excites me. You know, this team, you know, maybe in January, if we got like another younger central back that can come in and actually cover up and, you know, in in long term, be someone who will play together with Kanata. Hopefully, if he can get you know rid of his injury problems and all that in the future, you know this team looks really really interesting. So there's no other way than to be positive, Mick. Like you said, there's no point to go into a game and just be like, no, I don't I don't see us you know do well here because of this or that. It's Liverpool at home. We've got great players. It's a new season. You know, just enjoy it. You know, we we don't live forever, do we? Yeah, I think. It's right. It's right to say Villa are very good, and it's but it's it's being excited about what Liverpool can do. And I think that's that's the main thing. Like Liverpool with eleven men for ninety minutes, ideally. Please don't get any more red cards. Um, yeah. yeah, depends on the fucking referees, though. We well, it does. We, it does. We're not going to stick there, but you know that that's the thing. <laughs> it does. I mean, I'm hopefully going to do another show with Glenn, like another rest show. I don't want to be talking about Liverpool again. I don't want to be talking about Liverpool for half an hour. I just want a five minute like. 
Well, that yellow card was a joke, weren't it? Move on to Man United, like own goals by Onana and all that shit. Um, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks, as always, everyone for listening. I've been, obviously, I always say, like, I check out like, the charts of where, how many people are listening and which countries. And it's always so mad to see, like, you've gone up to, like, number ninth in the charts in, like, Malaysia or, like, you know, just random places that you don't ever think. So, um really appreciate the support and like comments on you can now comment on like spotify so if you you can reply to like an episode you can say oh this was a great episode or well whatever if it's bad feedback like i don't don't mind whatever you want to put on there you can and i I always check it out check it out and it's always nice to uh, hear feedback whatever even if it's even if it's not good feedback but (laughs) most 90 percent of the time it is which is which is good and it's always nice to see yeah, but it's also a quick little rating on Spotify or podcast or whatever you, you know, whatever you listen. It's, you know, it takes two seconds just to give a little rating. It helps us as well, you know, to to reach further. So, you know, if you can do that, we will appreciate it as well. You, you know, we don't even have to comment if you don't like. It's just giving a little star rating and it's, you know, it's possible. Yeah, and Christian, Christian will give you the tenner if you do it. So every person, <laughs> you know, ten, pound, ten pounds straight into your bank. Fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> You will have my love forever. I can yeah, give you yeah. that. Ten, pa- ten pounds of love. Uh, yep. Right, we're out of here. Nice one, everyone, for listening. Nice one, Christian, as always, for jumping on. Let's hope the Reds can go and do it against Villa. And yeah, 10 points out of 12 would be a very, very nice start for Liverpool, considering the way the games have gone. Red cards, Chelsea away. So let's hope that the Reds can do it. Um, but yeah, let's hope we can start Sunday very, very well. And then, yeah, going into the international break and, and whatever else. Um, I have yeah, to mention one thing, Mick, before we go, to be honest. We forgot. Go on. It's, we it's the birthday of the legend that is Bill Shankly. Oh, today. Of course <laughs> it is. Of course it is. We said to the start, if we forget, it's not the end of the world, but if someone remembers, they remember. But yeah. So, I'll, I'll, how old? I haven't got me, me iPad dead, dead. So, how old would he have been today? Oh, uh, I don't know. He's born 1913. So. 13. Hundred and hundred and ten. Uh, you know, my now my math is gone because yeah, hundred yeah yeah hundred hundred and ten. No, uh, of course, Bill Shankly, the the foundation of what Liverpool was built upon and whatever else, and a bastion yeah. of invincibility and all and all that. Um, yeah, we're forever what, grateful. What, what a guy! Like he, he was that he was the fellow, and he like it's one of them. Like we always say, like if you go back and. Just live a little bit in those times and just see what it was like and get, get to see the man in, in person and get to see him at the match and whatever would have been, I imagine, amazing, amazing to see. Um, but yeah, happy, happy heavenly birthday to, to Bill Shankly. I would have been 110. Well, it is 110 today. He he lives he lives on he lives on forever uh, for what he's done for for the city and for, and for the club. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, we are out of here thanks as always everyone thanks to Christian and we'll be back very soon to hopefully talk about a boss Liverpool win over a very good Villa side so yeah nice one see you soon ta-da I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copite Podcast Podcast Network.